The big question is this, how are real estate entrepreneurs like us who spend money from our own pockets to build a brand, generate leads, and deliver value to our clients, how do we do all of that and still earn our next million dollars in income? If you want proven secrets to get to your next million, keep listening. If you want it faster, go to kingstonlane.com forward slash secrets. Welcome to the Kingston Lane Podcast. Hey, this is Sharan Trivata. I got a very special episode for you on this podcast. It's actually a audio version of an amazing masterclass that I did for our highest level mastermind group members. And I want to give that to you. Not only are we giving you the audio version of this masterclass on geographic farming on actually the five strategies to dominate your geographic farm but i'm also going to give you the full video presentation and the slides and the show notes you can get all of that by going to kingstonlane.com forward slash podcast six that's kingstonlane.com forward slash podcast six the number six enjoy the five secrets of dominating your geographic farm all right, this is a, a really, really special uh, web class, a training, a, uh, a kind of a life learning lessons over the last seven years that I want to share with you on geographic farming domination. Now, the interesting part here is that over the last seven years, the number one question that I've gotten asked is, Sharon, how do I build a farm? How do I dominate a farm? How do I actually take these tools and supercharge what I'm doing in a farm? And here's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about something that I put together for you, which will really give you some amazing tactics and strategies that can uh, help you supercharge and take your business to the next level, whether or not you have a geographic farm. So here is Here's the title of this presentation, and it is Five Proven Strategies to Dominate Your Geographic Farm. Five Proven Strategies to Dominate Your Geographic Farm, and none of this is going to be uh, uh, you, you, you know, uh, theoretical. None of this is going to be uh, you know, pie in the sky. I'm going to give you actual live blueprint-based strategies that you can take in and deploy right now because... Uh, just this presentation, I guarantee you, will change the way you actually act, interact, or deploy different strategies in your geographic farm. So I'm super excited to share this with you. Five proven strategies to dominate your geographic farm. These are lessons learned from seven years in the trenches and over a billion dollars in listings won in, in 23 months, right? So there is a lot of science and a lot of art to this. And I also will tell you this, there's a lot of pain that went into curating, developing, and understanding how all this worked. Now, the interesting part is this. When I had a chance, I actually spent some time interviewing 52 of the highest performing teams in North America. And my goal was to figure out what was one common theme across all these teams. What was one thing that they did that you can, you can take and I can take and put into and install into a business right away to give us the tools, the strategies, and the technology to actually dominate and up everything, maybe size of team, compensation structure, markets that they worked in, average sales price, what have you the number one foundational pillar 
was every single one of these top 52 teams had a geographic farm. Because we know this, we won't even drive four miles to meet a client or take a meeting. Or we may, I've seen people refer business from Newport Beach to Laguna Beach, which is you know less than three miles apart. Yes, there's different markets, but that's why we all know that a geographic farm gives you unlimited potential and a way for you to actually create a business of your dreams that you can change the very financial bloodline of your family. All right, enough of that introduction. I'm gonna get right into it because I wanna share these five strategies and very, very tactical ways in which you can implement these strategies in your business right now, all right? So let's, let's get right into it. Um, but before we do any of that stuff, I hope you can see my slide. So before we do any of that, the question is, I just need to touch on this because there's many people out there who uh, run their businesses via their sphere of influence and via their past clients. Very good way to do it. However, uh, sphere and past clients, uh, it's easy to get in and out of touch with them. We've seen that even though 50 to 70% sometimes of our business is generated from our sphere, we go months without talking to them. But when we have a local market that we can focus and forcefully deploy certain strategies into, we win. All right, so I want to just very quickly outline to you how to pick a geographic farm. And this is not just math, but I want to share with you why I actually suggest tracking these numbers. So if, whether you have a farm or you don't have a farm, completely irrelevant. Um, I, I hope you really uh, can dial in these five numbers. Number one, what are the total number of homes in the farm? Number two, what is the average sales price and its trend? Number three, what is the turnover? Meaning how many units, how many specific units actually sell in that farm every year? Number four, velocity. Velocity is how you get paid. Velocity is the number of sides, uh, not just units, but number of sides. And number five, is there a dominant agent in the farm? And I define dominant agent as having more than 10% market share in that farm. So let's actually walk through it very quickly. So you may say, um, there are 450 homes in the farm. The average sales price is, you know, $852,000. Listen, listen to what I, uh, look at what I just said. I said the average sales price is $852,000. When I ask somebody what the average sales price is in a farm, we shouldn't say, well, it's about, you know, somewhere in the 800 to 900 range. It's not a range. We know the average sales price. You can see the average sales price in the last 15, 24 months is $852,000. We've got to be very tight with our numbers in the farm. Number three, turnover. Turnover is just straight up raw units. Say there are 450 homes in the farm uh, or 500 homes in the farm. Let's use easy math. And 50 of them sell every year. That turnover is 50. That means 50 units sold in the farm. So here's how you would actually talk about it in a living room with a client. So let's say you're uh, preparing to discuss the CMA section of your listing presentation. You'd say, Mr. and Mrs. Client, there are 501 homes in this neighborhood here. The average sales price over the last 24 months of closed sales is $852,000. We know on average over the last 10 years, 50 homes out of the 501 sell in this farm. So the turnover is 10%. Turnover is 10%. But imagine this. We don't get paid on turnover. We get paid on velocity. What, is, what does that mean? Velocity is actually how many sides, 
right? And turnover, if turnover is 50, that is 50 units sold, we know in the real estate business that there is a buyer and a seller for every transaction. So if there's 50 units that got sold, there is a, an opportunity to pick up 100 sides of a transaction. 100 sides of a transaction um, there, and that is the velocity. So now, if you can say there are 852, uh, it's $852,000 in average sales price, and a, there's a chance for 100 sides in that neighborhood, it gets pretty interesting, right? 100 sides. And all I'm suggesting here is, is there's a dominant agent, that dominant agent is probably doing at least, at least 10 of those 100 sides, at least 10 of those 100 sides. And in our research across marketplaces, up and down, and this is a very uh, specific research, uh, we did it up and down the California coast in a bunch of neighborhoods across price points, um, across geographies, and very rarely, very rarely, there were some instances, but very rarely did we find there being a dominant agent that actually had more than 10% market share in any given farm. Right, so super, super important for us to know these numbers, and the reason I share this with you is not just so that you know it, but so that you can know it and have it memorized and have the ability to to, to describe it in a buyer consultation in a living room. Imagine walking or driving a buyer through your neighborhood, your farm, and saying, "Hey, Mr. Buyer, there are 501 homes in this neighborhood. The average sales price over the last 24 months is $852,000, roughly." about uh, 50 homes a year sell in this neighborhood, so there's good active turnover. So far this year, as of say August, we've had 82, you know, uh, 37 homes sell, which means we still have some capacity, some capability, some inventory that can be absorbed in this marketplace. We should actively look at some homes. That is the way to start to pitch how you use these numbers. All right, so let's get right into it, and I wanna share a few uh, very key strategies with you. The number one strategy on, on, on building and dominating a geographic farm is do whatever it takes to get your first sign in the yard. Do whatever it takes to get your first sign in the yard. Do whatever it takes to get your first sign in the yard. Everyone talks about, you know, I actually have the old school mentality of people that would say, hey, you know what? We're going to take, um, we're going to take this, this, 18-month uh, direct mail campaign. We're going to build these direct mail pieces. We're going to spend, you know, do three pieces a month. I mean, 18 pieces, 18 months, uh, and three pieces a month. That's a lot of pieces. Number one, you have to design a lot of pieces. Number two, you have to mail a lot of pieces. Number three, you have no idea of the response rate. Number four, you have no idea what the content of these pieces are going to be because you don't want to repeat the content. And we know, we know each other. And we say, we're going we're gonna to invest in 18 months of direct mail to get one sign in the yard, maybe, with no guarantee, which is what sometimes baffles me. And what baffles me is that we're willing to invest without a, a guarantee um, of, of success. And now, I'm not telling you to invest without a guarantee of success. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying do whatever it takes to get the first sign in the yard. Getting the first sign in the yard is your, uh, is your, you know, is your uh, what we call patient zero, is your zero moment of truth, is your center of gravity. It is the core place where everything starts to happen from which you can do wonderful things. You can leverage that listing, do whatever. So the question you should be asking in your farm right now. So if you, if you actively have a geographic farm, there are two things that are going on in your head. Number one, you either have a sign in the yard or number two, you don't. Those are the only two options, right? 
If you have a sign in the yard, you know, we'll get to this, but there's an insane point of what you can do with leverage in that farm. But I want to talk to you if you don't have a sign in the yard. If you don't have a sign in the yard, anything that you're doing in that farm should be related to asking the same question when you filter is what, a, what am I doing is what am I doing right now allowing me to get the first sign or my next sign in the yard, right? Do whatever it takes to get your next sign in the yard. So I want to offer you a model here. I want to offer you a, a really powerful strategy, which is, uh, which is often confused with geographic farming itself because everybody confuses the strategy with the business model, right? The business model is geographic farming. Geographic farming is a business model. You are saying it is a, it is a lead generation, mean, some people call it a lead generation pillar, but to me, geographic farming is a, is a business model. You're choosing to spend time focusing on one particular geographic area so that you can drive all your resources around it so that you can do your listing appointment at seven o'clock on a Wednesday night and at eight o'clock you can be on the couch with a glass of red wine in your hand, right? You can do that. That is what geographic farming is all about and you create this, uh, this machine that feeds in itself every time you do something. That is not a strategy. That is a business model. Geographic farming is a business model. Now I want to present you with a strategy to actually dominate the geographic farming business model. And I want you to think about it as geographic layering, layering, geographic layering. Now, um, we talked about this direct mail example and maybe it'll work from time to time, but the problem with geographic, with direct mail is that one, it's expensive Two, there's no guarantee. Three, it takes a lot of time. Four, uh, it, 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 you, have, you have no interaction. Five, you have no idea who you're hitting. Six, you have no idea if it's going in the trash. Seven, there's, you have no idea how long it's going to take. Eight, like the market may change before you actually send out the pieces. There's so many things that are happening. To me, that is one of the layers, one of the layers of, uh, of the business model on how you actually attach it. So let me walk you through my geographic layering strategy. The way you start with geographic layering is you start in the cloud and you end in the street. You start in the cloud and you end in the street. And here's what I mean. The easiest way to figure out what is happening in your geographic farm is to start using doing, uh, doing digital and social media exposure to see if you can actually break into the farm from, uh, from, from, from the cloud. Because if you can break into the farm from the cloud, you can go top down and you can go bottom up and you can test because I'll talk more about this it's the test and invest strategy the test invest and scale strategy and that, that that's coming up very soon but you want to start in the cloud the way you do that is let's say you're entering a farm cold you may you may use something like a Kingston Lane uh, digital farming uh, method right and so let, let's let's um, uh, I'm not gonna flip to it right now but I want to I want to show it to you in, in a second but the idea is you would run you may run some home valuation ads or you may run some past sales ad. You will do whatever it takes to run uh, simple, inexpensive, you know, geograph uh, social media and digital campaigns from the cloud to activate inquiries, right? That's number two, to activate inquiries. Now, uh, it is not about trying to get uh, you know, a, a perfect lead. That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to say, hey, here's, here's this farm. Here are these uh, 501 homes. If I can run a digital marketing strategy and out of these 501, 50 people raise their hand in some way, either they give you their address saying they're interested in something or they give you their email address or their phone number or whatever, right? They're 
you're getting inquiries. You're taking this 501 because you know that everyone's not going to sell or buy and you're trying to make it a smaller circle, right? We want a smaller circle. All we're doing right now is for looking for people to raise their hand. When you start with the cloud strategy, the first thing you're doing is creating inquiries. Inquiries are super powerful because they allow you and they allow the client to get to know each other because we know the no like trust formula, right? We know it works. We know it conceptually is the right thing to do. But what we want to do is we always want to go for the jugular and say, how do I get this come listen to me call? How do I get this come listen to me call? What I'm showing you is a strategy where you can layer in your domination, your, your success, and your focus into this farm. So start at the cloud, you're generating some digital and social media activity, you're creating some inquiries. Once you create the inquiries, you're starting to have some kind of conversation with them. So you get the address, you door knock, you drop off a CMA, you send them an email, whatever, right? You're creating contact because someone raised their hand and you want to have a conversation with them. Number three, once you've had a conversation with them, generally most of the time, they're not ready to do something and that's okay. Let's get it, let's, let's agree right now, let's be okay with that. It is okay when they create, when an inquiry is created and someone raises their hand, they don't want to do something right now and that's okay because we want to generate as many people in our database that know us and that have known us from an inquiry perspective. They know you as a real estate professional and that's their first introduction. That's a very, very powerful thing. All right, that's know you. Number three is nurture. Nurturing is either saying you're going to continue to knock on their door, you continue to drop off CMA, you're going to put them on a text message drip or an email drip. Nurturing is making sure that you're touching them. I'm not joking here. Nurturing for inquiries is touching them at least two times a month. Two times a month, right? You're touching them either in person and you're touching them at the door, you're touching them in the mailbox, you're touching them in their email box, you're touching them on social. I would say two legitimate touches a month will keep your inquiries warm. 24 to 25 touches a year is what we're shooting for. And the best thing that you can do is put these touches on, auto, on automation. Just put these touches on automation. May they be sending out automated market reports. May they be sending out a, uh, like what we have in Kingston Lane, like a, uh, a lifestyle email that just automatically drips on them two times a month. That way you don't have to do anything and you can keep prospecting. That way they're always kept warm for you. Nurturing builds the like and the trust. All right, let's get to number four, value. So just because someone knows you, just because someone likes you, just because someone trusts you, doesn't mean they're gonna do business with you. I know, like, and trust a bunch of people, but I only do business with people that I think are smart, the people that I think are capable, the people that I think are badasses and what they do. Value is super, super important, which is why if there's one to two times a year, I'm not, this is not complex, right? If 50 people have raised their hand. I'm saying one to two times a year, you have the ability to offer value in some way. The value can be of many parts. It can be a custom CMA. It can be a list of uh, like a market report that you actually highlight just for uh, comps related to them. Uh, it can be, you know, uh, you know, five ways to improve your home's value. It can be offering them your database of service providers. It can be uh, making sure they know the key things that are coming up in the neighborhood. It can be making sure they understand what uh, initiatives the HOA is voting on. It, it can be anything related to their living and their economics of living in that neighborhood. What we're trying to do is trying to build you as the neighborhood expert because if you know the most about that neighborhood and that farm and you bring value related to the economics of that farm, now you win. 
value just two times a year if you can do something custom for them or have an active conversation or bring them into your office and talk about what you would do with the buyer or invite them uh, to a walkthrough of the different homes that are in the neighborhood. Just do a neighborhood walk. There's so many things we can do, right? If you can do a gala for the kids, if you can do a back to school party, back to school movie night, it doesn't matter. Anything that you can do to increase the economic value of their neighborhood, you win because now they think you're smart. It's a very, very powerful thing. All right. Then all those lead to something on the street. Now, here's what I would say. The goal is to get, we talked about this, do whatever it takes to get a sign on the street in the yard, right? Whatever it takes to sign on the street in the yard. The more we can do all of this, the more it gets you in front of people, the more it gets you at the doors, the more it gets you on the street, the more it gets you doing things, the more it gets you, gets you to do more it gets you. That's what drives something that happens on the street. Postcards are not, because of the postcards, because of you just door knocking without any air support. Here's the problem with just door knocking without any air support. And I say air support, I mean either digital or social media inquiry on top of it because we have a lot of people just that train to saying, hey, go knock the knock, knock on doors for four hours. Well, you can knock on doors for four hours, but the problem is you show up at the same door for, you know, over and over again. Like, what are you, what are you doing for them, right? Yes, you're there. Yes, you're putting in the hours. Yes, you're busting in the heels and wearing out the shoes. That's a good thing. I appreciate the work, the work ethic. But how do you build the no like trust? The problem with the door knocks without actually having them inquire first is you're barraging them, you're bothering them, you're irritating them. Sure, you're showing them that you care and that you have work ethic, but it's not inquiries. It's not anybody raising their hand. You're pounding everybody in the neighborhood, which is okay but it gets a lot more special and a lot more specific if they can raise their hand. Very, very simple, if they can raise their hand, all right? Uh, remember, geographic farming is a business model and geographic layering is a strategy. Start at the cloud, start inexpensive so that you can work your way through the inquiries and get to nurture and value and then you can get on the street because the goal all the time is this, how do I get the sign in the yard, right? How do I get the sign in the yard? As I'm going through here, uh, uh, as I'm going through here, if you have questions, uh, feel free to you know uh, watch for them uh, and post them below, and I'll make sure I can uh, get to them as well as we finish this up. All right, going to strategy number two. Strategy number two. I want to give you the exact geographic layering formula. The exact geographic lay layering formula, and the formula is this. It's not 18 months of direct mail. It is test times invest times scale. So this is what you're doing. You're running a $100 uh, you know, digital farming ad on Kingston Lane. If it works, and that if it works, you're saying, this is amazing, I'm gonna spend 250. If it doesn't work, you're saying, oh, I wonder why it didn't work. Maybe I try a different zip code. Maybe I try a different radius. Maybe I try a different time zone. Maybe I try at a different period. Maybe I try it in a different way. Test and invest is a really powerful way. We have no, if anybody can tell you something works guaranteed, you know that they're lying through their teeth, right? We have no idea if someone's gonna, if any strategy is gonna work guaranteed. We have no idea, but we know that we can test and we can invest. Test and invest is really, really powerful. Test and invest is really powerful because now if I've tested something and then I'm committing to invest, scaling becomes really simple because now we know that the blueprint works. Now we know that we can start in the cloud and then end up on the street with the sign in the yard. Now we know that for every dollar we put in, we're able to invest and scale, and that's a very uh, 
thoughtful way in which you invest back in our business. So let's, let's actually go into what that actually means. So the first thing I want to talk about in the, in the test and invest mentality is uh, a super easy thing to do. If you have a, uh, a mortgage, a mortgage broker, a lender partner, or a title rep uh, who has access to some smart farming data, uh, and I know title companies around the country have that, and if they can tell you, hey, you know what, out of these 501 homes, we think these 72 homes have a propensity to sell, that's a really powerful thing. That means now, at the street level, if you actually want to direct mail them, if you actually want to call them, if you actually want to door knock them, if you actually want to do unsolicited CMA drops, you can do it to those 72 homes as opposed to all 501 because without them raising their hand, the algorithm has told you that they're going to raise their hand, right? It's pretty cool. All right. So in this test and invest, um, in this geographic layering formula, I want to give you some very key specific strategies which you can use right away. Number one. Let go of the perfect lead mentality, right? I want to change your mindset and rethink lead generation with geographic lead. So let go of this perfect lead mentality. I talk to folks all the time who've been grounded in lead generation where they say, so they run multiple platforms like Boomtown and Commissions Inc. and, uh, you know, and Yloco and all of that. And in all these platforms, there's forced registration, right? So they're used to getting uh, people that are closer to the transaction, wherever it may be, but they get name and maybe a phone number and email address. Well, name, phone number, and email address are very expensive when it comes to lead generation, especially because in all those form, all those uh, all those sites, you're spending a lot of money to actually acquire this lead, and that's okay. What I'm suggesting to you is when you start at the cloud and you create the inquiry, you don't need the perfect lead is not name, phone number, email address, marital status, blood type, favorite color, favorite food, favorite cuisine, favorite restaurant. No. You just need them to raise their hand and squeeze. You just need them to give you a way to contact them. Now, if you want, this is a top of the funnel lead. You want to create inquiries. You want to create somebody to raise their hand. This is the way you build the geographic farm. This is where it gets really, really exciting. Because I'll tell you this, however you slice online lead generation, however you slice it, over the years, the best of the best, the best of the best have, you know, have seen a 10, 10, 40, 40 year rule. And I'll tell you that it's not always, this is actually a lot worse, but the 10, 10, 40, 40 rule is assuming everything goes well. 10% of people want to do something right now, meaning they want to have an active conversation. So 10% of people that on the leads that you're running never ever want to ever talk to you. They're looky loose. They're crazy. They're going to invest. They're the Mickey Mouse 32 at gmail.com. Uh, all of those people, right? That 10% don't want to ever do anything with you. So you know that there's a good chance. And I, I would, I would wager there may be a little bit more there. 40% need time. They actually got curious and they, they, um, they raised their hand and 40% need education. 80% of folks need time and education, which is why the light trust, which is the nurture component, putting that nurture on autopilot is super powerful. You should not, you should not be touching nurturing in any way. You should do what we call authentic automation, where you have a drip go out two times a month and it just keeps them warm. Even if it's just a Kingston Lane auto, uh, you know, uh, email marketing automatic drip program, like you should just put it on that or set up in your own CRM or what have you, right? Automatic nurturing is super, super important when you're building a geographic farm and you can get that lead to slide into that sequence and they're kept warm because 40% need time and 40% need education. But here's what I will tell you this. It is my goal. So if I was um, starting a farm today, 
I would set myself a goal that within 18 months, my goal is to get the email address of every single person in that farm in a uh, opt-in kind of way. So not that you live in a country club and you can go grab their email address. Maybe that's true. You can upload that to Facebook. You can do other things, all that. That's cool. But here's what somebody actually, you have the neighborhood in the initiatives, neighborhood events, lead generation that you did, whatever it takes, someone in the farm, every single homeowner in that farm gave you their email address. That is a very, very, very powerful thing. If you can do that, you win so big because the way you can uh, describe that to potential buyers or other sellers is very exciting very quickly, right? Get The goal should be to get every email address in that farm. Now, you may ask why. Why am I saying this? And I want to talk about strategy number four. Why am I talking about getting all these emails, getting all of the stuff? And here's the, here's the reason. You want to have your only statement. What is your only statement? And here's what I mean by an only statement. If you can walk into a living room to a, a, a listing appointment and say, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I'm the only uh, agent in this farm that has the email address of every single um, homeowner in this farm, uh, or I am the only agent that has been into every single home in this farm, or I am the only agent that has done uh, a home a home value analysis for every single home in this farm, or I am the only agent that has uh, has been tracking the home sales in this marketplace for the last 20 years and only I'm the only one that can show you the pricing trends that will get you the highest price possible in the lowest amount of time with our seven step process. The only statement is super, super important. That is what we're getting after here. That's where the money is. That's where the focus is. That's where the power is because when you get your only statement, nobody can beat you at that game because only you have the only statement. Imagine this. It's on all your marketing and you become known as that agent that is the only agent that has been in every home in that neighborhood. How amazingly powerful is that, right? And the, and the next part about, about this legio uh, layering strategy is a really powerful thing where go ahead and take control, partner with a couple of residents in the community and actually start a community-based private Facebook group. Now, you're not going to get any traction if you just start a community business page because agent clients like it or homeowners like it, et cetera. But your goal is to build traction and attraction into generating a private Facebook group for the residents in that community. The only way you can do that is with other residents because then when you're knocking on the door, you can say, hey, with the, the Johnsons and the Joneses and the Smiths, uh, we put together a private Facebook group for the residents. It's it's It's... It's managed by me, but driven by you. I just want to bring uh, value to this community, and the goal is just to share what is going on. And every time you knock on a door, you're like, "Hey, have you joined this private Facebook group?" And you're just you're just you're finding a way to get everybody in because if you can't find a way to talk to your target audience, your target audience is talking to somebody else. Your target audience is listening to somebody else. 
Um, the private Facebook group is not going to be built overnight. You don't want to just start it with three people. You want to get five, seven, eight residents in, build the group, start adding value to the group, start posting things about whatever you know about the neighborhood, whatever you want to do monthly updates, whatever you know that's going in the market, the new listings that are coming on board. You don't have to showcase other agents. We always go to, well, I don't want to showcase this listing that just came on board because that listing is not my listing. Nobody cares, but if you're sharing that information on your IDXP or the picture and you're saying this is what I was listed for, here's my CMA around it spin your value because if it's your private Facebook page you win and the faster you can get traction and momentum on that the more residents get on the page the better and the faster you win right change your mindset rethink your lead generation strategy with geographic layering let go of the perfect lead mentality because you're, you're generating top of the funnel seller inquiries remember the 10 10 40 40 rule 80% of leads need time and education the goal for you should be to get every single email address in the farm, know your only statement, because if you can find your only statement, it can be sprinkled around all your marketing material, and see if you can generate a private Facebook group for the residents, start it organically, and then just, just, just sell the heck out of it, because the more people who can get in the group, the group will start to build on itself, and it gets very exciting very, very quickly. All right, I'm gonna keep firing through you. Hope, those, uh, hope these ideas are beneficial to you. Uh, I want to tell you about this. Nobody, let's, let, me, let me break this to you. Nobody, nobody loves door knocking. Nobody loves being at the door. Nobody loves knocking on a door because it feels like, you know, first it feels like hey, you're, if it's a million dollar farm and you're knocking on a door and you're making $25,000, $30,000 in commission, like what, what attorney knocks on a door? What accountant knocks on a door? You may be thinking, oh, it's below me. What do they, who do they think I am? Do they think less of me if I door knock? You know, I have a lot of agents that say, you know what? Uh, they don't, they won't think as highly of me if I'm door knocking. Because if I have to door knock, that, that doesn't give me the status. That doesn't give me the gravitas. That doesn't give me the halo effect of me being awesome. Let me tell you this. You got to hit the doors to lift the doors. Um, and all I mean by this is uh, you've got to have a really close personal relationship with every door in the farm. The doors pay you. The doors are the doors that you list. The doors are the homes. The doors are the gateway to the financial bloodline of your family. It, it, unless the farm doesn't have access, which I know you can get access to if you want it, unless the farm doesn't have access, which you should go get another farm as well, just so you can have access, because I want to give you the strategies on how you actually crack the code on door knocking. You gotta hit the doors to list the doors. You gotta hit the doors to list the doors. And just remember, no one loves door knocking. So what we, what we should do is figure out what we say at the doors, what we do with the doors, how we can actually have the strategies to win at the door so we, we can win more, right? So we can win more. All right, here we go. Um, let me walk you through this. Door knocking tactics and strategies that you can really use to supercharge your impact and effect in the community, right? Door knocking strategies you can instantly use to uh, increase the impact and effect in your community. Now here, I want to start with the first thing. The number one reason why a lot of people don't get success at the doors is because they, stay, they, they say things that were written in some kind of script book 30 years ago by someone that's never knocked on a door and believes that the sales persuasion techniques actually work. The world has changed. The world has changed and the more specific and the more honest and the more authentic you can be, the more you win. So for example, the thing that you should never ever say at a door, the thing that you should never ever say at a door is, knock, knock, hi, my name is Sharon Trivatsa. I work with Badass Real Estate. Um, I, I just want to inquire if you have any real estate needs. Real estate needs. Like who, what does that even mean? What does that mean, right? 
the client, the consumer has no idea. Clients don't have any real estate needs because to them, it doesn't equate to a question. I don't wake up in the morning and think, do I have any real estate needs? A consumer, a homeowner is not waking up and thinking, do I have any real estate needs? A consumer is waking up and thinking, oh my gosh, I wonder what my, home, what my neighbor's home uh, is, uh, is valued at given that I have a pool and they don't. They may be thinking, oh my gosh, I'm seeing a lot of signs in the neighborhood. Is, uh, do, do people want to not live here anymore? Or, oh my gosh, you know, I'm seeing a record sale just happened in my neighborhood for $2.4 million. Is my home that I bought for $700,000 worth $2.4 million? Or, oh my gosh, like, what, what? can I, um, my, my, we want to renovate our home, but I don't have the cash to do that. Is there a way for me to pull some equity out of my home? Did my home, has my home's value actually gone up? That is the conversation that's going on in their head, right? If we say, do you have any real estate needs? It has no impact. It is the, it is, it is the most, um, unimpressive, unproductive thing to say at the door because there, it doesn't connect to the client in any way. So when you think about what you say at the door, always think about this. Always think about whether it can be a conversation starter with them because is it a topic that they're thinking about? Is it the topic that they're discussing at the kitchen table? Is it the topic that they're thinking about while they're driving to work? What are they thinking about when they're driving home related to their home? They're not thinking that they have real estate needs. They're thinking something specific. Ask that question, all right? Number one. Number two. It is much easier when someone looks, looks through their little peephole and they see you standing outside. It is much easier if number one, you're dressed professionally, and number two, which which whatever professionalist for that community, right? And number two, if you go in pairs. This is just guidance that I have seen and received. This is just what many homeowners have told me, and I ask them at the kitchen table. It's my favorite thing to do, which is a human experiment. And I say, hey, you're looking through the you're looking through the peephole in your door, and you see one person or two people. Uh, when, when are you more likely to open the door? Says, oh, when I see two people, I feel like they are there to support me. I feel like there are two people, they're a team. I feel like at least one person's on my side. I feel more comfortable. Two people is a lot easier than one person for some reason, right? For some reason, whatever the reason it may be, that's what consumers think. But also if you're dressed professionally, uh, uh, or then you have a better chance because they're like, oh, there's someone that's a professional here who wants to have a conversation with me. Very interesting, right? Very interesting. I want to walk you through very quickly the three things, the three things you actually can say and have a conversation with at the doors. Three things. Number one, it's either invitation, information, or leverage. Let's talk about this. Invitation, super easy. You should only talk about these three things at the door. Everything else is irrelevant, right? Number one, invitation. An invitation is when you say, hey, uh, hi, knock, knock, hey, my name is Sharon Trivatsa. Um, you know, I am a real estate agent with Badass Real Estate. I, I just wanted to uh, knock and, and invite you to a neighbor's only open house that I'm having for the, Johns, for the Johnson's home we listed next door. Have you had a chance to actually walk through and look at their bathroom upgrades they've already done? That's the question because it makes, because what are they going to say? Oh, yes, I've seen it. Oh, no, I've not seen it. Oh, if you've not seen it, come, come take a look. There's so many ways to do it. The invitations are really, really powerful. The invitations are the easiest way to break the ice. And then if they say, oh, no, I've not seen it. I'm like, oh, have you ever, uh, have you done a remodel in the last few weeks, last few months, last few years? Now it gives you a chance to have all kinds of daisy chain questions 
but start with the invitation. Invitations are super powerful. You can invite them to anything, right? Everybody thinks you can only invite them to an open house. You don't have to do that. You can invite them to an open house. You can invite them to a seminar in your office. You can invite them to uh, uh, you know, a mortgage class that you're putting on. You can invite them to the Facebook group that we talked about. You can invite them to a webinar that you're sharing. You can invite them to join your VIP list. You can invite them to do anything, but an invitation is really powerful at the door, okay? Number two, information. Information is super powerful because it, it, it assumes that today's, uh, it assumes that all this information is available publicly. This is public information. If I wanted, I could go find the homes that are listed and impending and sold in my neighborhood. I could do that. However, I am not doing that on a daily basis. If you can prepackage that information for the homeowner, you have automatically earned a level of trust, so which is why market updates, market reports are good things. Uh, but the way you pitch it is, hey, I actually put together um, a very specific analysis just for this street on how those three homes that just sold are impacting the home value, and I wanted to bring that to your attention. Again, this is a free report. This is all. This is my way of you know sharing with the community what I do in selling homes here, so you can get the highest price possible if and when you choose to sell. Whatever it may be, you're providing public information to the clients, to the homeowner, so that they don't have to go find it themselves. Do not couch that information. It is public information that you're presenting to them in a format and without them having to go get it themselves. That's number two information. Number three is leverage. Leverage is super important. Leverage is when there are two times in a transaction where only you, and only you as a real estate professional, have an edge in the information distribution. And that is before pre-launch. Before a listing goes live, nothing has hit the MLS or Zillow or all those sites yet. So the clients have no idea that something is coming. So pre-launch, you have amazing knowledge that no one has. And when something goes under contract because of the confidential terms of contract and how MLSs work around the country, you have more information than the client. During pre-launch and during uh, the contract period, right when it goes under contract, those are two very interesting periods to door knock, right? To door knock, and and you don't, and, I, and you may think I'm asking you to door knock 501 homes. No, I if, if if the home that you put under contract is right here, go to one home to the left and one home to the right. Just knock on their neighbors and say, "Hey, Sharon Trivata with Badass Real Estate. You know, I listed the Johnsons home next door. I just wanted you to know before I put the sign, new new sign right around, we actually accepted." Uh, an offer on that home and we're currently in the contract process. While I can't discuss exactly the terms because it's still in the contract uh, period, would you like me to give you the information on the sold price as soon as all the contingencies are removed, as soon as the listing closes? Oh yes, I would. Well, can I get your email address? Can I get your phone number? And that's when you start to create leverage, right? Leverage is taking information that you have that no one else has, using it to your advantage so that you can create more conversation. Leverage is super, super, super powerful, all right? Super powerful, good. Um, I want to I want to keep firing through on this because I hope this is uh, extremely helpful to you. Uh, I want to go to the next next two things. The next two things are these. You have to, you have to, you have to build a real estate VIP list. Uh, my friend Young Lee in in the Chicago market with uh, an amazing boutique there at Properties has done a great job of building this real estate VIP list and adding to it every single day and creating business from it. I will tell you this. If they are not your VIP, you are not one of their top three picks, right? If they are not one of, not your VIP, you are not one of their top three picks. Now let me break down how this actually works, right? First one, your goal is to get everybody's email, right? The goal is to get everybody's email. If you can't do that, the goal is to get everybody into a Facebook group, okay? 
If you can't do that, you've got your job is this. Your job is to pitch at the doors on Facebook with boosted ads, whatever it may be, digital, traditional, social, whatever. Your goal is to do the one, one, one formula, the one day a week, one day a month, one, one day, one per day, one per week, one per month strategy that I've come up with, which is my formula for building an insane VIP list. The one per day, one per week, one per month formula. And here's how this works. Every single day, if you have a geographic farm, every single day, here's what you're going to do. You're going to add someone that wants to either buy, sell, rent, or invest in that farm into your VIP list. That's all you're trying to do. Your job when you wake up is to say, I need to do whatever it takes today to add one person, one person's email address, maybe a homeowner, maybe a potential buyer, maybe a potential renter or investor. I need to get one person into every single day into my VIP list every single day. So I call this the one per day strategy. So if you work five days a week, you want to get five people a week into your strategy. Now you may say, hey, my farm only has you know, 375 homes, uh, I'm good with doing one, one a week. That's okay. But the one a day forces you to really think about how you can generate and create leverage with this one, uh, add one person a day strategy. And so if you were on social media, you would say, um, I am, I specialize in selling uh, homes in this neighborhood. This, this neighborhood has 501 homes. Uh, the average sales price of the last 24 months is 872,000. There are roughly 51 homes per year sell in this neighborhood. I have a, I have a private database of buyers, sellers, renters, and investors for this particular neighborhood and the surrounding areas. If you want to be added to this VIP list, please let me know. You can private message me or click the link below. If you do something like that, here's what happens. There are no looky-loos wanting to be on that list. No one wants to be on a VIP list for a particular farm. So everybody that you add to that list is a powerful contact. So that's the one per day strategy. The one per week strategy is every single week you're sending out either something very specific about the neighborhood or a deal of the week. You may say, um, currently in this neighborhood, there are three actives, two pendings and four closed. But around this neighborhood, I have found that the biggest deal that I can find is adjacent to this farm, there is this, there is this investment property, there is this duplex, there is this single family home, there is this teardown, there is this new construction. Once per week, you are touching your VIP list so that they hear from you, they hear from you as the area expert, and, they are, and you're giving them just one, just one deal that they can get per week. That way, every Wednesday evening, you send out this deal per week and stay on that deal. Uh, my friend Young Lee actually started this about a few months ago. He started sending out a, a deal per week to his list, and someone from the list actually bought an investment property, and not only did they buy it from him, uh, they also went in with him as a partner. So he sent out a deal. He got to bring. He got to take care of his seller, the client. He got to represent the buyer from his VIP list, and the buyer and he actually partnered up, and they bought the investment property together. What an amazing story! Just by adding one person a day to his VIP list. And the last one is the one per month strategy, which is at the end of the month you're showcasing. Uh, proof of success and that may be either through your VIP list that may be in your farm But now since you've been giving value every week and a deal every week you have the right to say hey I want to share with you a success story uh, 
I have this person on my VIP list. Uh, I put out this deal. Uh, someone from the VIP list actually inquired. We put an offer together, and now we're under contract. Uh, I, as the agent, specialize in getting all the area deals in this marketplace for everybody that wants to buy, sell, invest, or rent. If you want to be on this list or you want to be showcased on this list, please let me know. That is your VIP list strategy. Very, very powerful. Even if, if your teams can do that, you can do that. If you do it, just, just implement the one per day, one per week, one per month strategy. It will dramatically, dramatically transform your business. All right. Uh, with, I'm going to just do the, my last one very, very quick. Everyone talks about the perfect market update. Everyone talks about doing market updates. And I've seen uh, agents get extremely technical about their market updates. They have this whiteboard and they have all these stats written on it and they're reeling off their stats and they're, or they're looking at a piece of paper and they're reading off the stats on how the housing market's doing. Just, let's just assume this. Clients don't care. They don't want to know. The only other people listening to it are the, are the people that care about you and the other agents because they feel like they need to do it too. The perfect market update is really, really important. I want to give you the exact structure for a video-based perfect market update. And the framework is this. Finish the sentence in their mind. Finish the sentence in their minds. What is the thing that they're thinking about that you can add value to that will instantly make them know, like, and trust you and also satisfy their curiosity, all right? So let's actually dive right into this. The video structure for the perfect market update. Let me run you through the structure and I'll do a live, I'll do a live, uh, I'll do a live uh, perfect market update with you, right? The first one is the question. You would frame the curiosity. So you would say, uh, have you wondered why there are so many homes for sale right here in Shady Canyon? Okay, that's, that's frame the curiosity. Have you ever wondered why there are so many homes for sale right now in Shady Canyon? It would be amazing if you can shoot this video with the background of the neighborhood or a park or a, if you can do it in the neighborhood where someone actually recognizes that you're in the neighborhood. It's really powerful. So you frame the curiosity. You always start with a question. Have you ever wondered why there are so many homes for sale in this neighborhood right now? And then the second part is your intro. Intro. Now is when you say your name. My name is Sharon Tribatsa and I work with Badass Real Estate and I specialize in working with buyers, sellers, renters, investors right here in Shady Canyon. And I've been doing this for the last 32 years and I have sold over 100 homes totaling over three point, whatever, right? $300 million. That's credibility. Then you go to number three, you say, I have noticed that the only, there are two things that all my clients ask me about. They ask me about the value of their home and they ask me about how long their home will take to sell. Because a lot of my clients, while they're not interested in selling their homes right now, just like you, empathy, we say uh, they always want to know the trend of their home. Between January and August of this year, home values have increased 11.2%. Uh, so if your home was in the $1 million range, right now it has added about $110,000 worth of equity to your home. That's all they need to know. You're basically telling them, okay, what is the trend? Started here, ends here, like that's it, right? However, if you would choose to sell your home in today's market, we're seeing about 72 days from the time you list your home from the time you sell it. Maybe with our process, we can do better with our seven-step formula, but on average, it takes 72 days to get your home under contract. Remember, those are the two things that people want to know. How, what is the trend of their home and how long does it take to sell in their marketplace? And the last one is what I call a VTA, not a CTA. A value to action, not a call to action. A value to action. And you can say, 
If this information is valuable to you and you would like me to dig deeper, specific to your home, with no obligations whatsoever, I'm happy to do that. Uh, just shoot me a private message or an email. Never give your phone number on the video. Like there cannot be anything, uh, you know, just just more uh, out of context, out of medium. Because what are you going to do? I'm going to be watching your video and I'm going to be writing down your phone number. Nobody does that. That doesn't work. That's not how things work. You just say. Uh, you say, email me below or check the post, right? Never actually give your phone number. Like, don't call me at 310. No, no, never, ever give your phone number in a video, ever. Because that is a medium mismatch. Medium mismatch, right? You can say, email me at sharon at instantlane.com. Or you can say, my text message number is below. Or uh, private message me on Facebook or whatever you have. Or contact me on this site. But never give your phone number, right? So let's do something live. So let's say I have my phone, like let's say I have my phone right here. I would say uh, generally you, it, it's better if you do vertical videos because you can repurpose them in many ways. So I would say use vertical videos. Uh, even better if you do it in a Facebook Live format, that way you can download the video after, right? So let's say you would look at it and you would say, um, so I have, my phone, I have my phone right in front of me. If you can't see, I'd say, um, have you ever wondered why there are so many for sale signs in, this, in our neighborhood right now? Curiosity. Number two, my name is Sharon Trivata. I work with Badass Real Estate and I have been selling Shady Canyon for the last 32 years because I specialize in working with buyers, sellers, renters, and investors to protect the value of your home in this marketplace. Okay, that's number two, credibility. Number three, there are two questions that my clients ask me all the time and I always like to make sure that you have this information at your fingertips, right? You're telling them what, because you have clients. First, what is the trend of home values? From in the last 12 months, home values have increased about 11.1%. So if your home is in the $1.1 million range as of a year ago, you've added close to $110,000 worth of equity to your home. And I can dig deeper into that if you would like me to. And number two, if you were to list your home in today's market right now, it would take roughly 72 days to get your home under contract. So hopefully that's helpful from a planning perspective. All right. It is my job to get you the information that you need to make the right decisions. This is the value to action. So if I can give you a more in-depth analysis on your home, no obligations. I do this for all my clients anyway. Feel free to message me, uh, or a private message me, leave a content, or shoot me an email at sharon at kingstonlane.com. Thank you so much for watching, and remember, blah, blah, blah. Click send. That's it. That's how you do it, right? That is the perfect video structure, the perfect market update. Uh, clients don't care about inventory. Clients don't care about month supply of inventory. Clients don't care about you know month over month, year over year, day over day price changes. Clients don't care about like national case-shiller home price stats that you tell them. Clients don't care about your squiggly whiteboard drawing and you start going into you being a tech, you know, you being a technician on the market. Clients don't care. What you're trying to do is establish credibility, get people to raise their hand. Once you stay with them in their feet constantly, you start to win. You start to win. All right. Um, I want to give you the number one strategy that is crushing it right now. The number one strategy that is crushing it right now. So in at Kingston Lane, we figured out that um, our home digital farming, which we call our home valuation ads, either run to a specific zip code specific zip code or around an area are working really well. I want to show you something. I want to show you, uh, let me see if I can go back into my, uh, and see if I can load up Kingston Lane very quickly, right? So I'm uh, a load of Kingston Lane in a second, have this puppy load up. Um, 
actually, this is not what I want. Let me get out of that. I'm back. So let me let me get to uh, let me get to Kingston Lane. So let me share this. Here I am writing Kingston Lane. As it loads, I'm going to get in here. Here's what I want to show you. Let's assume you have a sign in the yard right now. If you have an active listing and a sign in the yard, uh, I'm going to call your attention to this because just this strategy is going to supercharge your marketing. If you have a sign in the yard anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, you want to pay attention right now. If you have any sign in the yard anywhere in the world, please pay attention right now. This is what you're going to do. Let's say your sign in the yard is on an address called 50 Shadow Play, which is a community uh, in Irvine that my friend lives in. You want to go into this card, which is, um, actually, let me draw show you to show it to you very quickly. I'm going to annotate so you can see this. Draw. So you want to go into this card, which is generate seller leads, right? Here's what we're doing. If you have an active home right now on the market with a sign in the yard, this is what you should do. You should... Um, you, you should uh, clear the drawing. So you see that, uh, here, sorry. All right, here, I'm back. You should click launch campaign. Once you click launch campaign, this video will pop up. It actually tells you how we generate seller leads with overlay home valuation ads. So think about this for a second. Here's what I want to see happen. Um, your neighbor is driving on the street where your sign is in the yard. They see your sign. They're like, Oh, Sharon just listed a home in this neighborhood. Pretty cool. I get it. And they go home in their car, they pull into their garage, they open up their, their phone, they're on Facebook. I want them to get an ad right there and it's not about that home. That's when you show complete dominance where you're saying not only do you have a sign in the yard, but you're also showing another head. That's when I want you to run a digital farming campaign. Now you would click $100 or $250. You would click address targeting where it circles around an address. Say your listing is on 50 shadow play. I'm gonna say 50 shadow play in Irvine, California, so it picks it up, right? Now I'm gonna choose a neighborhood. I'm gonna choose one to two mile radius around this neighborhood. Now what happens is we, our team builds and drives home valuation and seller, far, seller inquiry ads right around the listing that you already have. So not only do your clients uh, and the neighbors know that you listed that home and they're seeing that in their feeds, now they start seeing ads related to, hey, what's your home, what your home's worth with your name and branding attached to it. If you have, a home that is listed with a sign in the yard right now, you should be doing address targeting and launching this ad because now you get the amazing one-two punch because the next time you're at their door, next time you're door knocking, next time you're inviting them, next time they walk into your open house, whatever happens, you have the ability not only showcase that you're doing business in the neighborhood, but you're also collecting leads and inquiries in the neighborhood. Really, really, really powerful concept that I wanted to share with you that a lot of our clients are crushing it with across the world, not in Canada and Australia as well. Uh, they're doing a really good job with this. I wanted to make sure you saw that as a very, very kind of important, uh, important strategy. All right. Um, so i uh, going to go back to my slides here uh, and, and get you back on this where that was the number one strategy that is crushing it where we connect the cloud to the street. All right. Um, I want to recap for you very quickly. This was a five proven strategies to dominate a geographic farm. And I hope you were able to uh, take the lessons we've learned from seven years in the trenches and how we took a billion dollars in listing in 23 months. And I'm going to run you through it very quickly. Number one, do whatever it takes to get your first sign in the yard. Number two, the geo layering formula is test, invest, and scale. 
Test as much as you can, as fast as you can, as much as you can, as fast as you can. Do not be attached to the outcome. Test and invest, test and invest. And once the investment starts to work, start to scale it because you'll start to see results right away. Number three, nobody loves door knocking, but hit the doors to list the doors. Hit the doors to list the doors. And always remember, in invitation, information, leverage. Invitation, information, leverage. And please don't say anything about real estate needs. Number four, build your real estate VIP list. If you want more information about that, post a comment below. Uh, if I can be helpful in any way, uh, post a comment below. And uh, we'll build more on that. Maybe I can have Young Lee come and share his strategies around it. And number five, this is my favorite. You should start doing this. The perfect market update. The perfect market update. Question, which is frame curiosity. Intro yourself. How are values trending up? What are days on market right now? And what can you do to add value to them? Remember, the number one strategy that is crushing it right now is if you have a sign in the yard or you want a sign in the yard, you want to run a digital farming strategy around it because it supercharges having the sign in the yard. So go to Kingston Lane, um, order the digital farming strategy, and I think you'll really benefit from the uh, collaborative effect of having a listing and running ads around it. Hey, my name is Sharon Trivatsa. Uh, I serve as the CEO of Kingston Lane. I'm excited to kind of bring to you these five proven strategies to dominate your geographic farm. I hope you got value from that. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. And uh, we look forward to supporting you as you build and grow your career with Kingston Lane. Do you want more real estate secrets? Then go get all our best kept secrets that agents around the world are using to win more listings, grow their teams, and make a fortune every single day. Go to kingstonlane.com forward slash secrets. That's kingstonlane.com forward slash secrets.